my god! Okay, it's happening! Are we doing this? It's showtime. Are you ready for the feed on NR92? It's time! Good afternoon, Nate, and welcome to the feed. My name is Big Bad Boris. I'm joined by Shane Clossing. Shane? Hello, Boris. It is time. What are we celebrating on the feed this week? Well, we're celebrating the holiday coming up. That is this Monday. That is Thanksgiving. Do you have big plans for Thanksgiving, Shane? I can't say I have big plans other than just spending time with the family and watching some good old football. I mean, now, who doesn't want to do that? <laughs> I would expect nothing less from the host of the Shane Clossing Show on NR92 than to sit back and watch football. Thank you for it. Now, we're going to start off with a history lesson because I believe we need to be respectful to those who have come before us, those who have come in the past. And we're going to talk to young Joy Proft, who's got a little bit of a history lesson about the history of Thanksgiving. Yes, Joy, could you give us a history lesson, please, my friend? Well, it'll definitely be a bit of a history lesson. But first, I'm going to ask you guys, what do you guys sort of do to celebrate Thanksgiving? Uh, well, usually I just hang out with the family, have some turkey with my grandma, and watch some football and hang out. No- nothing too special. It's not like the U.S. where people go all out for, for a full-on week. What, what about you, Boris? What do you do? It's pretty much just family and food. Not yeah. necessarily in that order. <laughs> that's Yeah, that's basically what I do too. But, you know, just because we have this kind of traditional Canadian perspective on what Thanksgiving is, doesn't mean that all Canadians kind of share this feeling and feel the same way. The first Thanksgiving in Canada was held by European explorers in 1578 to celebrate and give thanks for their safe arrival in Newfoundland. But being a long-standing Canadian tradition does not mean that Thanksgiving holds the same importance to the indigenous peoples of Canada. Thanksgiving actually, to me, has no meaning. In my culture, it's it's to give thanks every day. It was just normal to say, you know, thank you, without having to say thank you. That was Derek Thunder, manager of Aboriginal services at Nate's Niso Kamatatan Centre. Thunder believes having just one day dedicated to giving thanks does not align with most indigenous cultures in Canada. I think in our culture, we we tend to have these things where it's not a, a day thing that we celebrate. Thanksgiving to me now, what it means, means giving thanks daily with regards to everything that you have, having gratitude to what the Creator has provided for you. Although the traditional Thanksgiving most people think of did not exist before European colonialism, many people believe that Canada's indigenous peoples had their own version of the holiday called Harvest Festivals. But Thunder says it's not as simple as that. Celebrating not the harvest, but celebrating the the foods that we got over the summer. But that was in conjunction with celebrating the changing of the seasons. Each time we celebrated with feast was a changing of the season. So the fall season was one of the bigger celebrations because of all the food over the summer. Thunder also believes the misconceptions surrounding Indigenous people's history with Thanksgiving does not just end with people not understanding the concept of harvest celebrations. There is uh, there is more of a history behind that experience rather than what people talk about. Right? There's a lot more history than people tend to talk about with regards to the truth behind that history. And part of that history is uh, the history of Indigenous people on this in this country. In response to Canada's controversial history surrounding Thanksgiving, some Indigenous people have began reclaiming the holiday. The holiday Monday, which is often called Columbus Day, has been renamed by some to Indigenous Peoples Day. But Thunder is not sure if simply renaming a day changes its meaning, and Indigenous peoples have varying opinions on the change. People always ask, what do you think about this? You know, Ask the people that it affects directly in at the moment, at their time where they're at, right? I think it's right that um, there's a reclaiming of that piece. All in all, Thunder believes putting so much emphasis on just one day for giving thanks 
does not reflect indigenous culture. It's more than just a day. It's about life. Yeah, so I think Canada's obviously a very diverse country, and it's good to explore just the different ways that people celebrate and think about Thanksgiving in this very diverse country. And it's good to show respect to all the, you know, the different cultures, especially the ones that were kind of here before, before we got here. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and it was a great lesson too. I mean, I, I learned more about Thanksgiving there than really I did in school. So great job, Joy. Now, moving on, we are going to learn about some wonderful things that some Nate people are doing in order to give a little bit back to the community, maybe help out some people who are less fortunate than themselves. Sarah, you recently took on an opportunity to learn some more about that. Yeah, you know what? Thanks, time. Thanksgiving is definitely a time for uh, giving thanks to family and friends, as we all know. But uh, for some, there isn't a lot to be thankful for. Edmonton's homeless community have never had it easy. With harsh winters and overcrowded shelters, it's hard for them to find something to be thankful for. But thanks to the Culinary Club here at Nate, they'll have a little bit more to be thankful for this Thanksgiving. Every year for over 30 years now, the club has been putting together the Boyle Street Thanksgiving. I was able to speak to Jade Sparks, the president of the club, to learn a little bit about what Boyle Street Thanksgiving is. This is a, a chance for uh, Nate to give back to the community. So we receive food donations from the food bank, and then we take and prepare the meals here. So everything from our veg to our turkeys to stuffings to sides. Uh, we prepare that in-house here with the help of student volunteers. So they get experience being able to do a larger production of food and also uh, the actual creation of, of the food itself and the cooking of the food itself. And then from there, we it's shipped to Boyle Street the day of, and it serves about 1,600 people uh, get meals that day that otherwise may have uh, not been able to. A dinner like this doesn't just come together. It takes a lot of time and a lot of commitment. It takes a lot of man hours, <laughs> or person hours. Um, so this year we've done in three-hour shifts for three days, um, and we've had about a good 20 volunteers per shift. And then on Sunday we'll also be going from 7 a.m. till everything's prepared for the afternoon service at Boyle Street. Spark says this isn't just inclusive to the club. There are ways people outside of the club can get involved. They could contact Boyle Street um, itself, so whether they want to give like any type of donations or volunteer service, uh, I would definitely recommend that people contact them to see if they can do that. Uh, the day of, I was there for service last year, the day of, and there was a lot of community volunteers serving, setting up, uh, making everything making everything happen. So that's certainly a way, just because of the restrictions for cooking in our labs here, uh, but that's another way to get, to get involved. And when asked what something like this made her feel, Sparks had this to say. I really enjoy it because you get to see something from the inception of it right, right down to the service to the person. And uh, it's a big deal for me. I, I chose to forego Thanksgiving for myself to do this. And honestly, it, it may be selfish because I feel so good for it. Right? <laughs> yeah, so if you are looking to help out, the dinner is happening Sunday at Boyle Street Plaza at 9538-103A Ave. Sorry. And you know what? They're always looking for volunteers. They always need more people to help out. 
Well, that's awesome to hear, Sarah. I mean, it's great to see the culinary students at Nate doing something great in the community and just helping out, especially during a time like Thanksgiving. Exactly. It's one of the things Nate, I think, is really, really good at is is helping out. We're such a kind of a big operation that we kind of get lost in ourselves. Mm-hmm. And it's good to see that them uh, helping out. And speaking of other people that need to be helped out, uh, what Sarah talked about kind of goes hand in hand with the food bank. And our own Chad Booth is here to give us a little bit more information on how the food bank handles the tremendous need. I know we, we talked about this earlier today as we were doing our run through, and I didn't realize the amount of food that that food bank needs to get through Thanksgiving. Yeah, there's a lot of food that is required for these, uh, these events around the city to take place. But here it is. Every year, the Edmonton Food Bank helps out the less fortunate by providing them with a Thanksgiving dinner held in different venues around the city. They provide these venues with turkey and ham and other Thanksgiving materials each year to sustain the people needing them the most. Susan Paget tells NR92 that these dinners would not be possible without the support of generous Edmontonians. Uh, well, the food bank is um, only able to provide this food to these agencies and people in need because of the generosity of Edmontonians. Uh, we don't receive any government funding for our operations, so uh, it's down to Edmontonians that these uh, wonderful agencies are able to help people uh, over this weekend and give thanks to uh, all the wonderful community members that help out. Each year, the Edmonton Food Bank receives these turkeys, hams, and stuffing from Edmontonians and businesses looking to be kind to every citizen, no matter who they are. And so that's going to provide meals for about 9,000 people. A lot of the other agencies here in Edmonton, and uh, we supply turkeys and hams and other food for uh, meals at a variety of agencies. And this season, uh, 28 agencies have applied for turkeys and hams. So far, we're providing 952 turkeys and over 238 hams to local agencies for their festive Thanksgiving meals. If you want to help out with the food bank to help them get even more turkeys and hams next year, you can donate at their website, edmontonsfoodbank.com donate. They rely on donations from people within our city so they can keep being a not-for-profit organization. I never realized going into this how much turkey and ham this whole thing requires. I mean, 952 turkeys, if you just close your eyes and think about that, that is an insane number, and that kind of shows the need uh, that's in this city for organizations like the Food Bank to help out. Thank you, Chad. We are going to have more feed coming up, so don't you dare move. Whenever I'm about to do something, I think, would an idiot do that? And if they would, I do not do that thing. Welcome back to the feed. It is the feed, and we are talking Thanksgiving now. Shane, I know that you went uh, around the vast campus of Nate, and you talked to some folks about uh, what they're thankful for, and more importantly, about food, because that's one of the biggest parts of Thanksgiving. Now, if you could imagine in your mind your perfect Thanksgiving meal, what would it be? I I think I just got to go with the traditional turkey, uh, get some mashed potatoes in there, and really, that's it. I'm not very picky. It just... If it comes, if it's on the table, I'll eat it. It's Thanksgiving. <laughs> who do, who doesn't love just any food on Thanksgiving? You you get to sit down for a couple hours, spend time with your family, and then just eat, eat, and eat. Now, who who does the cooking in your house? Your mom do the turkey? Uh, you know what? It's a teamwork. It's oh. my, my mom and dad both do it. Oh, what does dad do? 
Uh, my dad usually uh, cuts the turkey up and then he'll... Uh, <laughs> so your mom will cook it and do all the work. And then when it's time for take all the credit, dad comes in with the knife and he's like, let's eat. Well, he's got one of those big fancy electric knives. Oh, there you go. All right. Tell us more about what the students at Nate had to say. Yeah. So basically I went around the campus and I was just, I just went around and asked what what does Thanksgiving mean to you, basically? And, and I was surprised at the variety of different answers and just how engaging everyone was. So here's what they had to say. Thanksgiving, it's the time of year many of us can look forward to. Whether it's spending time with friends and family or just hanging out, it's one of those days where you can reflect on how thankful you are. I went around to the Nate campus to ask students what Thanksgiving meant to them. Here's what they had to say. Um, it means hanging out with my family and just the community of everybody just being together. So I'm from a Muslim country and after like coming to Canada it's like Thanksgiving is a little bit like Christmas too, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, so that's the kind of thing that I think of when I think about Thanksgiving. It would probably be the food, the company, the family and friends just, uh, coming together. Thanksgiving to me means spending time with your family and um, indulging yourself in some fine cuisine such as turkey, ham, maybe a little mashed potato action, um, and most importantly, watching football. What's your favorite part about Thanksgiving? It's the, uh, the company. Everybody comes together, that communal event of eating together. Uh, my favorite part would be watching football and diving into a good bowl of yams. Yeah, I think being with the family and friends, um, sharing stories, um, things that have happened uh, throughout the years and just having some good times and some laughs. Uh, probably the food for myself, uh, working down in the gym at Nate. Uh, yeah, we don't get a whole lot of time down here to eat, so we definitely appreciate that time, that's for sure. The turkey, the food, yeah, of course, yeah. And also, yeah, the history behind it, that's also like quite like fascinating. When asking about what everyone's favorite food was, the answers were surprisingly quite different. Um, I'm not a huge fan of turkey, to be completely honest, just because like sometimes it can be dry. Uh, but everything else that comes with it, stuffing, even like, you know, cranberry sauce and uh, all the extras that come around, I'm pretty much happy with. Ham is good too. I love every food, but when turkey and gravy comes into it and a little bit of stuffing, oh my god. I'm, my mouth is already watering. Honey ham with a little bit of gravy on it and uh, maybe some green peas on the side. Favorite foods probably have to be yams. Can't go wrong with yams coated with marshmallows. Yeah, so basically, just everyone sounds super excited for Thanksgiving, and I was surprised with the amount of different food answers. I thought a lot of people would say turkey, but a lot of people are saying ham, yams, potatoes, you name it. I Somebody mean, said they don't like turkey. What kind of person is this? It's Thanksgiving. I can understand if you're like, you have back-to-back -back Thanksgiving dinners, and you don't want turkey two nights in a row. But <laughs> now, now, what exactly is mashed potato action, by the way? This, that one guy was looking for some mashed potato action. Mashed potatoes is like the most boring food of all time. I guess may, maybe he just does it different. I, I, I don't know how you make mashed potatoes different. Do you, do you I, I know my mom makes super good mashed potatoes. What does she put in it? Give me a hint. Uh, there's sour tips. cream in there. Oh, there we go. It's sour fancy. Cream. It's fancy. It's <laughs> only a twice a year dish for Christmas Whoa, and Thanksgiving. So. Fancy. Now, there's lots to do all over the Edmonton and surrounding area, and I took it upon myself to kind of do a little bit of research and find out this long weekend, if you don't want to just sit around and do nothing, you can go out into the world. It's still not terribly cold out. And I dug up and I did some research on what's happening that you and your family can get into. The Thanksgiving long weekend is upon us. Now you can sit on your butt and become one with your couch, or you can get out and enjoy some fun activities here in Edmonton and the surrounding area. And let's be honest, the weather isn't that bad yet. Idea number one, 
the Edmonton Corn Maze. I spoke with Wayne Jacobson about what the Corn Maze has to offer. Well, the Edmonton Corn Maze is a 10-acre corn maze that uh, split up into two halves, and it takes roughly an hour to get through it all. And what you do is you answer trivia questions at different locations throughout the field, and they kind of help you navigate through. Um, it's a lot of fun. Uh, you work in groups or on your own. It's a, it's a good outdoor family activity or with friends. We've been doing it now for 18 years. One of the more noteworthy things about the maze is that it has changing themes. This year we tried to bring morale up with the Oilers, so we did the Oilers uh, logo and uh, a player from the team, so that's our design this year. All right. There are a lot more cool things for you to check out over this long weekend. The Great White North Pumpkin Fair is Saturday. Smoky Lake, Alberta, the growers of Alberta and surrounding provinces bring their pumpkins, squash and gourds to the world-famous Smoky Lake Great White North Pumpkin Fair and way off. Contestants have been known to travel over a thousand kilometers to participate in the event and they bring some big pumpkins. The new Royal Alberta Museum is open with 2.4 million uniquely Albertan stories just waiting to be told. You'll find aha moments around every corner. Space rocks, live bugs, enormous dinosaurs, wildlife, and personal accounts from people who have shaped our province come together in bold new exhibits. So get out there and enjoy the long weekend. Before you know it, we're going to be under three feet of snow and you'll be wishing you could spend some time outdoors. So I know a lot of people are sad and upset. There's no more farmer's markets and, and, you know, the food trucks are going to be hard to find and that kind of thing. But there are still tons to do outside, especially this weekend. There were so many more things that were happening that I couldn't fit into my piece. Definitely hit up your Google machine and just search things to do in YEG this weekend because there's some stuff going on in Spruce Grove that's a lot of fun. Lots to do, Shane. Yeah, that sounds amazing. I mean, the corn maze, the new museum's opening, like lots to do in the city, obviously. Uh, I guess... Without further ado, uh, that's it for the feed today, the Thanksgiving edition. Uh, If you want to catch the replay of the feed, it's at 7.30 p.m. on Sunday. Don't forget that. So Thanksgiving Sunday, you're just wrapping up things up. You want to listen to the feed. That's at 7.30 on Sunday right here at nr92.com. Shane. Boris. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you, too. Thanks, man. So everybody, have a great long weekend. Be safe. Eat. Drink. Be merry. Don't drink and drive because we want to see you back here for the feed in two weeks' time. We're going to be talking about a little bit of a... Cannabis. Mary Jane. No! God, please, no! No! Did you just miss the feed? Or want to listen to us again? Hear it on NR92, Sunday nights at 7.30, or find it on NR92 SoundCloud. (laughs) 